Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We're joined this week by Robert Philpot, who is still picking some crickets out of his teeth. Yes. If you, um, What I discovered uh, about eating bugs, which we'll get to in a few minutes, is that you really want to bring floss. <laughs> All right. Well, we usually don't a, cover eating bugs on this podcast. Well, this, this is going to be a good podcast. We're going to talk about bugs. We're going to talk about spam. We're going to talk about donuts. But first, we're going to talk about Dean and DeLuca Invitational. And golf. And golf. Anybody who was lucky enough to be at the Dean and DeLuca Invitational, as I was and Robert was a little bit, saw Jordan Spieth um, put together a magical yeah, round. But, but what about the food? Oh, you mean the food? You want to yeah. talk about the food? Okay, yeah, well that Dean was that was very food. good too. Actually, Dean and Deluca, you know, had a charmed first year as sponsor of the Colonial Country Club well, tournament. Well, it's this gourmet grocer that's big in the Northeast, and you know, kind of best known in New York, but mm-hmm. now based in Kansas for reasons we're not quite sure. And but, uh, owned by a company based in. Thailand, in I guess. Th- but they decided to be the title sponsor of Colonial, and because, they're going to they're open two stores here, right. and they gave us a little preview at the golf tournament. That's right. It was called Prince Street, and they had a little grocery uh, set up that Robert and I both checked out. Yeah, the uh, I got a little preview of the grocery uh, before the tournament, and uh, I, I think the thing that was most impressive, um, aside just from this little pop-up, it was a, a very cool-looking little pop-up. Yeah, there were a lot of people in there over the weekend. Uh, on Saturday morning, there were... It was really pretty crowded. Um, and they had a selection of uh, waters and mixed nuts and um, uh, chocolate babka, which always makes me think of a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> but uh, the chocolate babka and the cinnamon babka, uh, we, we brought some of those into the office and they were they were pretty much devoured within uh, like 15 or 20 minutes. Well, the ice cream uh, that you brought went real fast. Yeah, there were uh, ice cream sandwiches um, that were not by uh, they were not actually a Dina DeLuca brand, and of course I'm naturally forgetting the brand they are, but they were very good oatmeal cookie vanilla cream ice cream sandwiches. They also had a chocolate hazelnut ice cream sandwich. Um, the babka, if you're not familiar with it, is sort of like a bread that was cinnamon was almost like a somewhere between bread and cinnamon roll. It's kind of a text. cinnamon swirl bread. Yeah. Well, I think it was a real success for Dean and DeLuca on the first time around. And as Bud said, they, uh, I actually walked inside the ropes with uh, one of the Dean and DeLuca executives on Sunday. And we they were actually out looking at retail locations, one in Dallas, one in Fort Worth. They won't say where yet. Yeah, because we don't have enough high-end like specialty grocers in Fort Worth anymore. I guess we're down one without Fresh Market. That's right. But we still have you know Whole Foods coming in November and well, judging by the crowds in the Prince Street shop that they have set up, I don't think there will be a shortage of people who are interested in Dean and DeLuca treats. And they also uh, gave a little box to the people in the media room of candies and chocolates, and those things went fast too. Yeah, I noticed none of that made it back to the Star Telegram. Uh, I no comment. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Dean and DeLuca seems like a really good sponsor. Six years is how long they're going to be sponsoring and uh, really sort of looking forward to when they open their first place here. Well, Bud mentioned Fresh Market, and you have empty Fresh Market boxes in Fort Worth and Southlake. Right. But I've been in uh, Dean and DeLuca in uh, Washington, D.C., and I, as I recall, it's not as big a space as those those Fresh Market spaces. 
Yeah, I don't know if they'll necessarily take those spaces, but they'll be here soon, and uh, looking forward to them coming back again next year. Now, let's talk about donuts, bud. Yeah, we have like like new donuts of all kinds because mm-hmm. you know it used to be a really big deal like ten years ago when Krispy Kreme I remember came to the market, lining and it was a huge up, yeah. deal. People lining up the one in Grapevine. No, actually, South Arlington I think was the first one, and you know scramble out and cover it and all this, and and then like low carb happened and people quit eating bread, and Krispy Kreme like almost folded. <laughs> and well, now they're back. They're back. They've come back and they've opened a new store in Westworth on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Hawks Creek area on 183, and it's the first new Krispy Kreme around here in a while. So they, we have new donuts there, and then we have new like artisan donuts, Funky Town Donuts over on uh, Eight at, at the Rosedale. It's kind of behind a sandwich shop over there. You know, has uh, like the uh, fresh fruit, you know, flavors and upscale. You know, kind of, I won't say extreme, but just a kind of a, of a classed up donut, and it's a little classed up price to two to four dollars. But um, the uh, but uh, Funky Town is open. And then uh, for those from Houston who miss good old school Shipley's, which is out in the mid-cities, there's a, a new Shipley's down on South Crowley Road down in the south part of Tarrant County. And that's kind of a, of a popular Texas donut chain. There's also, uh, and I believe you mentioned this, Crunch Donut Factory. Oh, in Crunch Arlington. in Arlington. I haven't been over there. Uh, I, I have been there. And one of their gimmicks is you can, they have pre-made donuts. And uh, right after Prince died, they had the uh, Purple Rain Donut. One of my friends asked why they couldn't just do a raspberry beignet. <laughs> but they also have one of their gimmicks is they you can do your own donut there. And you can order like a cake donut and top it sort of the way you would at a, at a frozen yogurt shop. Um, and I did some weird maple bacon sticky concoction that um, proved to be very difficult to eat while I was driving a car. And that's on South Cooper north of uh, near Mayfield. Yeah, it's in a strip shopping center. I it's in that, a generic bland strip shopping center. No, that narrows there. it down on South the, Cooper. The, uh, oh. the Crunch Donut. Uh, now, the, the one question of these places that have all these 30 flavors of donuts is when you get them, are they fresh? How can they keep 30 flavors fresh? I, I had, We brought in, um, it was another case where we brought in donuts to the uh, office. And uh, I Robert think, is the most popular person in the office. And I, I think by the time uh, I had sat down, I sent an email out to the staff, and then I walked back to the break room, and the donuts were gone. Yeah, but that doesn't really say anything because I've seen people eat like eight-day-old eight pieces of pizza that have been left in yeah, there. I too. brought back prune kolaches once and they were gone fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm excited about Funky Town Donuts. Uh, is, is it sort of like a hypnotic donuts? Like yeah, anybody's it, been to the it, one in Dallas? Just all it's, kinds of fancy, you know, strawberry shortcake and, you know, chocolate and, and, and like like I said, fresh fruit uh Icings and uh, you know I've, I've about eighteen different flavors I think and it opens at six weekdays and and they sell until they're gone and mm-hmm. they've been you know running out pretty quick they had originally said they're going to be open till one but they've been selling out earlier so and of course they're also um, the Tim Love back to dough donuts oh, yeah. in Denton if you want to drive to Denton for a donut and you have to drive there at night because it's on uh, what is it like a eleven p.m. to one Friday and Saturday midnight donuts yeah. I live between downtown Fort Worth and Denton, and I don't think even I would do that. Sort of <laughs> kind of like a backdoor chicken, right? Is that the yeah, it's at the back of Queenie's Steak. Right. Uh-huh. But they're supposed right. to be fantastic. And if, if you go to Denton on a Friday and Saturday night, yeah. it's usually pretty hopping downtown. Mm-hmm. So the, I can see him doing some business with that. In uh, Funky Town, Wednesday and Sundays, they have gluten-free donuts for those of us who are giving gluten-free a whirl. And you're going to give us a report on that? I'm going to try and go on Sunday uh 
couldn't make it on Wednesday, but I did happen to roll by uh, Heim Barbecue, which is starting to take shape on Magnolia over there. Mm-hmm. Shot a few photos, and Preston Jones posted a, an update on that. They were looking at um, now late June. They were looking at early May, but they were experiencing what so many restaurants experience, though, how hard it is to hit a target date. Well, this is not like some tiny little barbecue joint. This is going to be a big place. They've got huge smokers out back. I think three or four of them, they actually have like a tin roof over the top of it. I mean, they're ready for a lot of business out there. And, uh, you know, uh, along the lines of the Pecan Lodge size place that's that's opened in Deep Ellum. Now, is there any smoke regulations in Fort Worth for stuff like they, barbecue? They have, they have a uh, smoke capture system. Right. So that <laughs> no, it, it looks uh, very high end, the yeah. whole thing. So it, it won't uh, it won't be smoking up the whole neighborhood when they t- crank out the barbecue. And, and all the uh, one thing connecting to the other, Heim, of course, made some news because they offered free barbecue to Odor after he punched Batista. <laughs> and uh, so Heim Barbecue is all over the, the web and making national news. Not and the, the, the entire uh, Dominion of Canada... Uh, threatened Heim barbecue, I think, which, oh, yeah. you know, they're going to come down here and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, do something evil to Heim barbecue after they get through with Gil Everton, I think. But, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just beat them with giant roasted briskets. We don't care about that. <laughs> he actually had a death threat. That's what I understand. Yeah. Huh? Well, that's, that was one of the, that was a different barbecue guy. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've talked barbecue. We've talked donuts. We, we promised we would talk bugs. Let's talk bugs. Well, um, there is a uh, pest control company called Presto X that um, has a booth this weekend at Taste of Dallas. It's only Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. but as a way of uh, educating consumers not about pest control, they, I'm sure they do their pest control differently, um, is offering the chance for you to um, eat a bug. And for each bug eaten, $1 goes to the North Texas Food Bank. There is also a bug eating contest at 1, 3, and 5 p.m. Saturday. This is at uh, uh, Booth 404, I believe, at Taste of Dallas in Fair Park. But the punchline is, is that you you ate some of these bugs. I, right? I got a little preview yesterday. Uh, they um, served them to um, us in a little buffet of uh, crickets, mealworms, and uh, lollipops that had that encased. Ants, crickets, and mealworms. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not try the lollipops because figured it would take too long to That would be find a long it, video, yeah. yeah and you, you would be taking so many licks to get to the center. Uh, it's just like the old Tootsie Pop commercial. I just didn't want to have that kind of patience. <laughs> they did um, have, and they were little cups like the condiment-sized cups or the kind of cups you keep medication in, um, little samples of the roasted crickets and of uh, the mealworms. And you hear this, and you're it's – you're sort of intimidated. Then you go in and look at it, and you realize these things are dried. They're not squirming. They're not like you just picked them off off the floor. They're not um, like you uh, just found a worm in your driveway or, or crawling on the street. They're dried, which makes them a little easier to um, – makes them a little less intimidating. And then they're seasoned, and they're seasoned like potato chips. There are salt and vinegar roasted crickets, uh, which – Reminded me, I'm not a big corn nut eater, but they reminded me a little bit of corn nuts with mm. like uh, not as 
hard a texture, but that kind of crunch. I like, I like corn nuts. So. All right. So who else has eaten bugs before? Steve, I, I have to bet you've eaten bugs. Yeah, I've had a few. I mean, on purpose, not just like <laughs> yeah. when it flies in your mouth or whatever. But. Yeah, I've had, a, had a, I've had a few. They, they sell bugs at the Asian market and stuff, too. So. Mm-hmm. What kind yeah, of bugs? Bud, I, you've I, had bugs? Have you had grasshoppers? I think I've had grasshoppers that were like a garnish or a salad uh, side or something. And, and I, I think I've had them... Uh, I don't remember the, the market or where they were. But. I've never had bugs. Mm-hmm. Not I, that I, I wouldn't be averse to eating a bug, I guess. And I, I, when I posted this story in this video, people in the newsroom uh, were volunteering information on what kind of bugs they've eaten. They've eaten chocolate-covered ants. They've eaten grasshoppers. Uh, I believe uh, executive editor Jim Witt told me he'd eaten grasshoppers. And uh, I began to wonder if I brought in bugs, if they would be cleared from the break room. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we have sports riders. They'd be gone quick. Yeah. So and where does it rank among the most nasty things you've ever eaten? You know, um, I would say that just as far as the nasty from yesterday, I only ate three bugs. And one was the salt and vinegar cricket. They also had barbecue flavored, not barbecued. Mm-hmm. Not, they weren't like high barbecue crickets. <laughs> um, and they had... Um, Mealworms, one of the flavors was Mexican spice, which had a decent spiciness to it, but I kind of preferred the cricket. The mealworm actually has a little bit of a liver um, sort of finish to it, if you will. Um, and the roasted cricket was just sort of boring. The, the one that was not seasoned was just sort of boring. Um, I ate calf fries earlier this year for the big calf fries uh, quest, and not, I'm still... Andrew Zimmern was here a couple of years ago to do Bizarre Foods mm-hmm. uh, American. I interviewed him, and I was sort of – we talked at Revolver Taco Lounge and had a couple of their dishes that were made with things like brains and organ meat and things like that. And none of that struck me as that bizarre. And even eating the insects, at least in this preparation, struck me as that bizarre. So I'm, I'm not sure where I would go with <laughs> what the strangest thing I've had to eat is yet. Um, and I, I, I feel like I'm, pot, right? and I, and I feel like I'm issuing a challenge, and I'm not. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> Have we? Has HR discussed this? I mean, is this covered under our company policy? Well, we've already lost from the burger battle. We lost a gallbladder. <laughs> now, we, now one of us has that. to be gluten free. Is, is it under the table? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not sure. Maybe hopefully Robert's not up next. What's the nastiest thing you've ever eaten, Bud? Well, I, you know, I, the grasshoppers weren't that bad. I, I, I think. The worst thing I've ever had was a a, 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 a you know really awful crab meat enchilada at a restaurant on Vickery once. So. <laughs> okay, then. As won't be named. Mm-hmm. What about spam? Do you think spam's a nasty? A restaurant that's no longer open, not yes. to reflect on anybody. Is spam nasty? Oh, spam. That's right. We had the spam cook-off. Some do, you of that, th- do you think spam some is Some of that spam, nasty? you know, I think spam is better than Vienna sausages. Now, but the person on I the spam too. cook-off... Who had what was that dish that was like a mixture of spam and Vienna sausage? That was really evil. That was sinister. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, this is our last uh, awkward transition to we're going to talk about spam because Steve will be cooking in the spam jam on uh, Saturday night at Casa Manana. Yeah, they have uh, spam a lot uh, at Casa Manana, and uh, Hormel donated a bunch of cans of spam, and we have some. Uh, uh, local celebrity chefs are going to be cooking. We have our recipe contest winner, uh, 
was it uh, Pedro Ramirez? He he'll be cooking his dish. And I I tried his dish. I was here when when you guys were judging it. It was quite good. You yeah. guys are up against it again. Yeah, you, yeah. Now you're going to cook too. Uh, the backyard yeah. chef is going to cook. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to have uh, spam sushi basically. Yeah, so, spam sushi. Yeah, it's uh, the spam musubi, which is real popular in uh, in Hawaii, and so that's where the most spam is consumed is Hawaii, and uh, the spam musubi, uh, it's like a, it's a crispy piece of spam that has usually has some teriyaki sauce and so on rice, maybe a little rice seasoning, and they wrap it with some seaweed and they sell them at the grocery stores and at Seven Eleven and stuff right by the register to snack on. Can but, I have a lot of wasabi and ginger with that? <laughs> I'm not planning to bring any wasabi and ginger. Ginger. I'm I'm actually making mine with a uh, pickled cactus and a Dr Pepper glaze kind of. And I have to say, I've been getting little bits of tastes here and there. The pickled cactus is to die for. And then the, the Dr. Pepper glaze uh, tastes like candy. So I, I can't wait to taste this. Yeah. So this is Saturday night at 6.30 at Casa Mignogna? Yes. Is that yes. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. And then we have cookbooks, right? The Star Telegram? Yeah. You can buy our, cookbooks our that, and then the money goes to Tarrant County Food Bank. We right? could right. call it the official cookbook of the, of the podcast, even though we don't have a official <laughs> cookbook. And the Tarrant County Food Bank, for the record, serves Tarrant and, and, and Denton County. And the North Texas Food Bank, you mentioned a while ago, serves Dallas County. So know your food banks and where your money goes. Yeah. And you have to bring uh, a can, right? right. And, and that'll, that's how you can cast your vote for which dish that you like the best, mm-hmm. which uh, yep, Steve, Steve is doing yeah. some heavy campaigning early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the canned goods, uh, you bring them and just uh, they'll have boxes in front of each of the contestants. And uh, look, Billy Woodridge is one of the guys and he'll be uh, uh, he'll be doing some uh, spam fritters and a, a spam uh, mac and cheese casserole. Right, and so, Keith Hicks from Buttons. Yeah, uh, Spamalaya, like a jambalaya. Spamalaya. But, <laughs> yeah, so. That could be tough. That could <laughs> right. take you down. <laughs> right. Uh, and all the canned food is going to go to the Tarrant Food Bank. And it's free to come to the Spam Jam portion. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that you can still buy it. I think you can still get tickets to opening night of yeah. Spamalot as Spam-a-lot. well. It's cheaper than Hamilton, I think. So. Yes, and I, I've <laughs> seen Spamalot in the past. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. But I can't say I hadn't eaten Spam since we judged that contest. It's not the kind of thing you eat much anymore. I grew up eating Spam. Uh-huh. My mom made Spam and black-eyed peas. It was sort of like a hop and John, but not exactly. I ate it. Uh, she probably made it at least once every other week. I'm just cubing up the Spam, cooking it, putting it in the black-eyed peas. I had like two cans of Spam Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> just because you wanted to? Well, uh, basically uh, – uh, I'm having some friends of mine help me make this uh, spam sushi because I'm doing like around 300 pieces, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not that proficient at making sushi. So um, uh, wasabi uh, sushi is going to be uh, making them for me. And uh, I brought a couple cans in, and and we sat around the the uh, sushi bar, and they were frying it up, trying it. And uh, the owner he was going like, "Well, this is actually pretty good. Maybe I should put this on the menu." And then. Uh, the sushi chef, he was like, uh, no, 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 <laughs> don't put this on the menu. So uh, <laughs> That could be the next uh, gourmet trend but it was, in restaurants. Yeah, I could see why it's very popular in Hawaii. The, the, the flavors go well together, you know, the rice and the and the uh, spam, you know, kind of counteracts the saltiness. Now, what about the people remember the spam and spam a lot, but what about the ham and the jam? And the jam. I wonder if anybody will work ham and you jam into their – You don't even know their... what I'm uh-huh. – 
that's the, hey, right. the name uh-huh. Spamalot. We, uh-huh. yeah, like, right, right. we eat ham and jam and Spamalot. We eat ham and jam and Spamalot. Mm-hmm. People have left out the ham and the jam. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We haven't actually tasted the. That's why I have to come on Saturday night. I, are you a spam fan? Uh, I'm more of a Monty Python fan than, than a spam. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So you would rather you'd rather go with the bugs. Is I'm just going to go to the show. I'm not going to eat the spam. <laughs> All right, so we've we've covered the spam, we've covered the bugs. I think we covered just about everything. I'm sure there's another great new burger in town. We can cover that next week. Well, there is a great new yep. burger. Uh oh, you should have right. mentioned okay, it. Uh-huh. See, there we go. Everybody's ready to tune out. Oh. But go ahead. Dfw.com burger of the week um, is the killer bee at Swiss Pastry. Shop. Very good, very good. And uh, I have not had this burger yet, but Malcolm Mayhew had uh, uh-huh. had it, and uh, it really uh, caught on like wildfire on social media. Partly because Hans-Peter Mueller from um, Swiss Pastry shares everything that mentions Swiss Pastry on social yeah, media. Why not, right? Um, but it is a um, – it's made with uh, sweet yellow onions marinated in honey. And sriracha. And sriracha. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, a red wine vinegar mix. Right. Yeah, basically – uh, they've been doing a burger of the week, and mm-hmm. uh, this one was so popular that they actually added it to the menu because it was it was it's just, it is a really good burger. The flavor combinations are great. And these guys make burgers when they post the pictures of the burgers. The burgers look like they're going to eat you. Yeah, they're and, huge. Mm-hmm. And it, this one uh, not only has the that topping with the onions, uh, but it also has uh, three strips of bacon and I believe it's three slices of cheddar cheese mm-hmm. and it's, a half pound of akiyoshi beef. It's yeah. The, well, I think they all have a half pound of <laughs> that, that, that. That patty's really big, uh, but it, it was a. It's a. It's a very good burger. It's very good. Okay, well, not to interrupt the ongoing Swiss pastry shop commercial, but the. Uh, but you know, <laughs> a, a, LRB Fine Foods is. They've in got the, a burger. Everybody's got a burger. <laughs> story, in the, they're right? in the blended burger contest. The James Beard Foundation has a contest that the mushroom growers are sponsoring for a burger that's blended with beef and mushroom, mm-hmm. and so they have a blended beef and portobello burger. That sounds with, good. With right? uh, with Swiss chard and spring onions, uh, feta, nine mile duck egg, and aioli, and you know, Eller, everything at it's LRB. It's only twelve bucks. Everything too, right? at LRB is really good, and uh, you know, LRB has lunch Tuesday through Friday. It's affordable. It's nice. It's pretty beautiful white tablecloth restaurant. Probably the uh, fanciest burger in town right now. Well, and of course, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Anna Kaplan was raving about the the burger at Bearded Lady right across the street, and finally. I was at uh, Rodeo Goat last night, which I know I say that pretty much every podcast, <laughs> but it was packed. I had to wait like 20 minutes to get a seat. And on their menu is an Odor burger. Oh, you know, to okay. battle. Uh-huh. It's, it's part of the, uh, the battle, and I don't know how it's doing. I, 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 had, to, I had a salad. Let's just say. <laughs> no, actually, I had their great chopped well, salad. We'll be, we'll be checking out the Odor burger. Yeah, and, and we'll check be out back. the Odor burger. I don't and know we'll how long be, it'll last because I think it was actually losing. What they the ought to have is a battle between an Odor burger and a Batista burger. And we'll be back with all the burgers that between places that open between now and next week. That's right. So much to put a bug on a burger. <laughs> all right. See you next time. Once was a sweet thing.